On this episode of iFilmmaker, we're discussing my next purchase. Maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the iFilmmaker podcast. My name is Ariel Martinez. Today, we're going to discuss some new releases that were announced in CES. I'm literally talking off the top of my head. I have so much work to do, but at the same time, I do not want to downscale the content that's being, I guess, shared here. I'm also waiting for Mr. Cervatelli to get back from his vacation. He's still riding that vacation wave. So we're going to wait for him to get back. But meanwhile, there have been a couple of announcements that I just wanted wanted to discuss and share what I'm currently thinking about and was talking uh, with, uh, with a friend of mine. As far as my next purchase, I feel like I have a really big purchase coming up. I already, I pretty much already know which one it's going to be, but I do want to discuss some other options here that I've been, that were just recently announced now at CES 2018. And uh, yeah, this is going to be very, very fast. Things that I'm just thinking of, thinking of off the top of my head. And so basically, I've been really waiting for Sony to announce the A7S Mark III. I have high hopes for that camera in that I'm hoping that it comes out with 10-bit. And as if, you, if you've heard this uh, podcast before, you've heard me say in previous episodes, just give me 10-bit. Don't take anything away. Just give me 10-bit. If you have 10-bit uh, as opposed to 8-bit uh, video recording on the A7S Mark III, it's pretty much a done deal for me. That is, I will be pre-ordering that camera as soon as it's announced. And that's pretty much what I'm waiting for. So my current cameras right now that I own are is the Sony FS5 is my main camera uh, attached with the Odyssey 7Q Plus. So I shoot ProRes and all that stuff. Um, my secondary camera is my A6300, which is still a terrific, terrific camera. However, for my smaller, lighter run and gun camera, I need a little bit more features Uh 10-bit being the biggest, but I also would like to have, you know, a dedicated headphone jack uh, so I can monitor that audio. If this, this is really just to be on the really stripped down running gun uh, way of shooting, but at the same time, I do not want to compromise my color render. I want to have that 10-bit just like I get from the FS5 uh, and I, you know, the A6300, it it works, but it doesn't. So it, it's not the best for that, especially when I'm shooting ProRes. Uh, if I'm shooting 4K internally with both cameras, I have no problem because they both do 8-bit 420 codec. Uh, but when I do want to have that ProRes and I want to have that 10-bit color space, I would like my secondary camera to give me the same option. Um, so that is why I'm basically for my next handheld, you know, uh, I guess running gun camera, I'm considering the A7S Mark III. However, so Panasonic, I've always seen the Panasonic GH5 really, really, as a really, really nice camera. It's always been in the back of my mind as a potential camera uh, for my next purchase. Um, but there have been a couple of things that have drawn me away from the Panasonic GH5. The Micro Four Third sensor, very, very small, not really good when shooting in a tight space. Uh, it has very poor low light performance, really, really bad. I've shot with the GH4. It was atrocious for low light, uh, so it just did not work out for me. The Micro Four Thirds lenses, I would have to get a bunch of different lenses to shoot with that camera unless I get an adapter, and, you know, then it, it's just rather stay away from that. Um, 
Also, uh, I mean, but now a big benefit, and th those are actually pretty much the only features that basically draw me away from that camera that are basically deal breakers for me because for the way that I shoot, that is very important. The space that I have to cover is very important. The low light performance, very important. Um, so those are big deal breakers for me. Those two features are definitely fixed with the A7S Mark II, basically full frame. I am, uh, I got more than enough space than what I, for what I need. And also the low light performance, obviously the best low light camera on the market, A7S, A7S Mark II, uh, that is due to the full frame. So the, basically just the one feature, the full frame feature, uh, basically fixes that for me. Um, both cameras have internal in, in body image stabilization, which is great. I can use prime cinema lenses if I wanted to, and I still have some good uh, IS when I'm running and gunning. Now, here's the thing, though. Now, the new... So, Panasonic just announced the new Panasonic GH5S. So, this is a camera that is catered for video. Very impressive. Very impressive. I really like where Panasonic is heading with this camera. Um, they're catering toward video, so it's giving you much nicer image quality in the camera, and it maintains its its 10-bit, uh, 4K 10-bit recording. I think it's something like 150 megabits per second or something like that. Uh, the same thing maintains the uh, the uh, the the slow motion. It has the Cinema 4K, all that. It has basically everything that I need in terms of video quality. It looks gorgeous. Uh, it also, so a benefit from this, it still has the micro four third sensor, right? Uh, gives me the very tight, limited space to work with. However, one of the main features here that impresses me is that they drastically lowered the uh, the megapixels in the camera so that the low light performance would be greatly improved. So that is a huge deal for me. That already eliminates one of the deal breakers for the GH5 for me, the low light performance. I saw a test clip uh, online. It was very impressive. It, they took that camera to 6,400 ISO. Um, still very usable footage. Really, really nice stuff. It also has, they also Im implemented the dual native ISO uh, on this camera, just like the Evil One has. So they put it in the GH5S and it looks really, really nice. Uh, the, so basically, they've drastically improved the low light performance. Very impressive. I really, really like where they went with that. I'm happy that they did that. Uh, they have a dedicated time code uh, jack. Uh, you can get basically your time code, which really, I, I mean, I'm, I'm saying it here, but it's really not something that I really, really have to have. Uh, here is the big deal breaker for me. I cannot believe that they did this. They removed the in-body image stabilization. Why on earth would they do that? Like, why? I cannot, I, I don't understand. Um, one of the biggest features that the camera had, and it had it well, um, from what I understand, the, the, the in-body image stabilization on the GH5 works really, really well. If you've seen Griffin Hammond's uh, hand-cut short documentary, he pretty much shot the whole thing handheld. The in-body image stabilization, like I would have never guessed. I really thought that he was on a on a handheld gimbal or something. It worked that good. For them to remove it off of this camera, 
now basically negates the fact that they improved the low light performance. The, the whole reason for me to have a much smaller form factor camera that can still shoot the 4K 10-bit uh, quality that I want is so that I can go handheld and that I can, you know, if I need to be a little more discreet when I'm shooting in different places as a documentarian, I need to have that option. So handheld would be the way to go. I can easily hide the camera anywhere when I go handheld, especially with the smaller form factor like the GH5 or the A7S Mark II or three or one or whatever. But if you remove the image stabilization, you've now taken away my incentive to buy the camera. Man, I, I cannot believe that they did that. I think it was a huge mistake as uh, Philip Bloom says also that he he says the same thing like that was a huge mistake. Why would they do that? I, 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 I cannot understand why. I mean, maybe it was to add space for a different feature. I don't know what reason they would have to do that. So big blow to that camera for me, at least I will definitely not be getting that camera. Um, it's, it's so upsetting because it, it definitely, if it would have kept that, it would have been a good contender. Like I would have definitely start considering that camera. Um, since I've always been a big fan of the swivel out LCD screens, I've always missed that. Uh, when I used to shoot on the Canon 70D, um, but Man, that is just such a letdown for me. Uh, big, big bummer. Uh, I cannot believe Panasonic did that. So anyways, um, this is all the information that I have right now for CES and the releases that, they, that they've done. So I'm still considering the A7S Mark III. I'm just hoping and praying that it comes out with a 10-bit uh, codec, the 10-bit color that I'm hoping it provides. And uh, that'll be just it for me. I would be basically putting my pre-order down for that camera. Also, so here I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, Fernando, and here is uh, basically how I'm considering my next big purchase. So I do get a lot of jobs where I, I am definitely needed, as I mentioned before, to, to be more concealed with my shooting and I have to go with this much smaller camera to record with. Now the A6300 is a great option for that. However, like I said, I do need image stabilization. Would love to have the uh, IS, I'm sorry, the um, the low light performance, the 10-bit color, so I'm not compromising that. Uh, and the, the headphone jack, so for whatever reason, in case I need it, I always love monitoring my audio at all times. I always think that that is extremely important. So I like to have that option. Um, here's the thing for me, the A6300 is great, but it's missing that stuff. The in-body image stabilization, the 10-bit color, uh, the headphone jack, the screen is very, very small. Um, the A7S Mark II definitely fixes that for me. I would like you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm still considering getting the A7R Mark III, but I mean Mark Mark II just for image for stills and 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 things like that. But this is m the option for me. I I'm thinking I'm either gonna get two handheld cameras that I can basically go run and gun with, one for stills and one for uh, basically video. And basically have my set that way and, and and essentially just stick with the FS5 and then either the A7 
S Mark III and the A7R Mark II, in addition to obviously the A6300, or I could just get one big camera because I do get hired quite often for some seminars and, and things of that nature, things that are pretty boring, but they do pay a lot. So that kind of job is, you cannot ignore that. Um, money is money. And in this industry, I would say more often than not, you cannot afford uh, to be proud of the jobs that you get. Now, yes, they're boring. Sometimes I do seminars for Burger King and some educational seminars, things that, trust me, I, I'd rather not be shooting. Uh, but the fact of the matter is they pay a lot of money, so you can't just ignore work like that. And unfortunately, uh, those are the ones that oftentimes I sometimes require a secondary video camera. I don't want to have to set up my FS5 and then right next to it set up my A6300 with that 30-minute uh, record limit. So I need a proper video camera. So I'm also considering the FS7. I'm considering in a recent episode, I did discuss how that's the best bang for your buck right now for video cameras. Uh, and that would be basically my main camera making my FS5 my secondary camera. If I need to go run and gun and want the ProRes, I'll, I'll slap on the Odyssey on the FS5 and go run and gun with that. So I still have that option. Um, and that also fixes the, the fact that I can have a secondary camera with 10 bit 4k and all that stuff. So basically I, I don't think I can go wrong with either one. I, uh, you know, hopefully I would love to get everything. I would love to get all the cameras that I need and want and, and all that. But unfortunately, I mean, if the jobs come in, I'll definitely be getting it all. But as of right now, I'm just considering either, or I'm either considering two small cameras like GH. Uh, like the A7S Mark III of that sort, or one big camera like the FS5. Um, and that's that's basically it. That's where I'm at right now. I would love to know your thoughts. I would definitely want to hear what you guys think, how you guys consider making purchases. These are my methods according to how I get hired and what I what is expected of me. Sometimes I get hired and people specifically want the FS5. I've had to, there's been a couple of times where I've had to turn down work because they specifically asked for the FS7 and I just don't have it. I can rent it, but they're not willing to pay the rental fee and all that. They just expect me to have it. So basically, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. And sometimes I can, you know, I, I get hired for seminars, but I can save on that rental fee and just have the camera to own and basically use it that way. There are quite a bit of jobs that require uh, a second FS7 shooter, and that's sometimes not me because I only roll with the FS5. There are benefits to having both cameras. There are benefits to both. I can be a lot more mobile and productive and, and get a lot better shots, faster shots, if I'm mobile with the smaller form factor cameras, um, which I currently am with the A6300, but like I said before, uh, definitely would like to have better features. So having that 10 bit internal and all that would be greatly beneficial. So basically those are my, that's my ramble on the, uh, on my purchase methods as to, in terms of big cameras, little cameras and all that. I would love, again, I would love to know your thoughts, what you guys think, leave your, uh, your, your comments over on the, at ifilmmakerpodcast.com and, uh, let me know what you think about that stuff. Uh, if you have any questions on this kind of thing, and if you want to discuss, if you want me to go over anything else, like anything that was released on CES, anything like that, let me know. Leave it, send me, shoot me an email. You can uh, shoot, uh, send us an email over at ifilmmakerpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know there. And uh, 
Hopefully, Mr. Saratelli will get back. Hopefully, he's having a safe flight, fun vacation for him. Uh, but we'll be right. We'll be back. He'll be back on the show. Uh, we'll be discussing other topics that you guys have been asking us. So thank you guys for your patience once again. Um, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you. I hope it was informative. As short as it was, hopefully, I was able to pack some good uh, content information in there. Um, so yeah, let me know your, your thoughts and what you guys would consider as your next purchase. So until then. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.